Welcome to a special interview episode of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Timonini. On today's episode, I'm in conversation with Brianna Barnes, who is getting ready to star as Carol King in Beautiful the Carol King Musical at the Maltz Jupiter Theater down here in Florida. The show officially begins performances tonight, January 9th, and runs through January 28th. I'm going to be there on Thursday the 11th, so very much looking forward to that. If you are a regular listener to Broadway Radio, there's a fairly decent chance that you have heard us or someone else in your life talk about the off-Broadway musical Walking with Bubbles. The show is a one-woman show that played off-Broadway last year starring Jessica Hendy, and it chronicles part of her real-life story. Brianna, who I'm talking to today, is the composer and lyricist for that musical. So we not only talk about beautiful, we talk about walking with bubbles, and we talk about what it takes to be a multi-hyphenate working in music and theater. We of course will have information in the show notes on where you can purchase tickets to see Beautiful the Carol King musical at the Maltz Jupiter Theater through January 28th. All right, with all that out of the way, here's my conversation with Brianna Barnes. So we are talking just a few days after Christmas. I know that you all started rehearsals before the holiday. Did you spend Christmas down in Florida or did you leave and come back? What has your travel plans been here over the last week or so? Well, thankfully, my family lives down here in South Florida, just about 20 Ah. minutes outside the Jupiter area. So I came down a few days early uh, to hang out with them and got to, yeah, stay around for Christmas. Um, we did start rehearsals just a few days before uh, on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So I was one of the lucky ones, got to hang out with family. <laughs> I mean, that seems kind of perfect as a way to not only do this show, do yeah. it in your family. And I know you've mentioned on social media that like this is a show you've wanted to do. You've auditioned yes. for many, many times over the years. So this yes. feels like fate, serendipity, something all coming together at the right time, right around the holidays, seems like a, a nice Christmas gift for you and your family. Yes, it honestly has been. I am not being cheesy when I say that it is just a total dream come true. I have been auditioning for this role uh, since I graduated college when we did our senior showcase out of school. I sang from this show. I've probably auditioned for 12 or 13 productions of it. Um the last uh, eight years of being in the city. And so to get to do it um, in the, my hometown, basically, <laughs> um, a stone's throw from my parents um, over the holidays. Um, and at this age, I mean, Carol is 29 in the show and I just turned 29 this year. And I've been telling my director, you know, all those years that I had auditioned and didn't get it, I was so sad and so disappointed, but I really feel um, that this was the right time and that this was the right moment. And I needed the age and the experience and, um, you know, you just have to trust, trust the timing. You are, in addition to being an an actor and a singer, you are a songwriter yourself, which I want to get to here, here in a bit. But other than those kind of autobiographical similarities between you and Carol, what was it about this role that made you want to keep coming back to it over the years, other than just being a working actor, you auditioned for a lot of things, but like, what yeah. was it about this show and this role that made you want to keep going in for whatever different production it was? 
I think at the time that this show came out, there weren't a lot of roles that had a sound like Carol has in, in just her singing voice. Um, and I, I have done musical theater a long time, but that's not how I started. Um, I grew up with a lot of pop music, rock music. So that's kind of like my roots. And I thought during college, I didn't, as I was studying musical theater, I didn't always get to showcase that part of my voice. Um, did a lot of like legit soprano type of roles. Um, so when I heard that this music, uh, this musical was coming to Broadway and that it was going to be Carol's music, um, there's just something that really resonated with me and just her sound. And then of course, being a songwriter myself, I just totally relate to her journey as a songwriter and just what goes into the life behind these songs and um, what was going on behind the scenes and just how a song comes together and all the things that like you don't see. Um, that's something that's super important to me and um, getting to just play that on stage. She has such an arc. You get to see her from a 16 year old all the way to a grown adult with two children um, and just getting to like sink my teeth into that, that narrative arc and that acting role. Just, yeah, it was so intriguing to me. So you've been rehearsing now for a week ish, give or take some days off with holidays or whatever. Um, What's this process been like? You are back, like you said, essentially in your hometown, so to speak, with a group. Did you know a lot of the people before? Did you know anybody before? What has the whole first week vibes been for you guys? Oh, my gosh. It has been just amazing. I come home every day and I get in the car and I like tear up a little bit because it's just this team is incredible. Um, everyone came in like ready to go. Uh, my cast is just perfectly cast. Um, it's just been such a joy getting to play off of um, the different roles and the different people. Um, Matt Lentz is such a kind and generous uh, director. Um, just really creates a warm environment. And I think for me, especially coming out of the pandemic and having not uh, played a role of this, uh, this huge um, in several years, I think he's just really created an environment that feels safe um, and that feels just welcoming. And uh, it's been really fun to just like discover and explore um, with all these people and everyone sounds amazing. It just really, it's a good vibe in the room. And I think audiences are going to be very pleased with what they see. You mentioned the fact that coming out of the pandemic, this is the the first major big role that you've taken on on stage, but you have been a part of a show that had a tremendous run off Broadway, one of the most buzzed about off off Broadway, off Broadway shows uh, of the past year with Walking with Bubbles, which is a one person musical that you wrote the songs for. Jessica Hendy wrote the book. It is essentially part of her life. She starred in it. Where did that come from? Because when I first heard about it, I was like, oh, well, Jessica wrote it. But then as I kind of started digging down into it, it was the songs were written by somebody else. How did your connection with her and how did this project get started? Yeah, so Jessica and I both went to the University of Cincinnati College Conservatory of Music. Um, We are a couple decades apart, but that was all um, (laughs) both of our alma maters. And we had sort of just known each other uh, through the city and doing different gigs Um, and Jessica had written her book, um, about her life, her memoir, and was turning it into a play. And she thought that she just wanted one or two songs for the play and had reached out to me, 
um, after hearing me sing at one of my concerts, um, she felt that I would be a good fit. And after speaking with her and reading through the script, uh, I just was like, this is not just a play with music. This is a musical. <laughs> um, so I, was, I pitched her um, where I felt that there could be more songs. And we started a partnership together uh, really only about two years ago now. Um, and have just had this incredible ride of going from just some industry readings produced on our own to getting uh, producers on board. Tom and Michael Dangora are our lead producers, and uh, they've recently uh, taken over part of the AMT Theater off Broadway, which is newly renovated. And we just had such an incredible time with a six-month run that we just didn't even know was possible that soon um, in our journey. But yeah, uh, it's been such a joy writing music uh, for her story, which is incredibly powerful and a true story uh, based on her life yeah. um, to do with uh, mental illness and overcoming um, as a mother, kind of dealing with uh, what you do when you have someone in your family who uh, is going through changes in their brain um, and just all that comes with that. Um, yeah, it's been such a joy. Thanks for asking about it. Yeah, well, I mean, it was uh, Jessica was nominated for a Drama Desk for the, what is it, outstanding solo yeah. performance, and like this has been one of those shows that like anybody who you talk to, like, hey, what's something that like I might not know to go see? This was always, if not the top thing on the list, one of the top things on the list. So uh, I it's love kind that. of yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's interesting. It, the log line for the show, which I'll link to and people can read it is kind of crazy the way you you guys set up the description but as you dig down especially if you know jessica's voice like she's so such a powerful storyteller like that completely yes. makes sense but now the cast album is available as well people can either get the the physical one or listen to it on streaming services for someone who is a songwriter and now you're playing a songwriter in Beautiful, obviously. Yeah. When you have stuff that you write, but is not you performing it, which is something that Carol went through her own evolution with uh, to start singing her own stuff. Like, how is that different for you than when you were writing stuff for yourself? Because you have your own music that's out in the world and people can stream and all that right. stuff. But how is it different when you write right. for someone else and it is now available for people to just listen to anywhere and everywhere? <laughs> such a good question. Thank you. Um, it is totally different. I think when I'm writing for myself, it really is a little bit more organic in like the inspiration. For instance, I might be uh, going through something particularly difficult and the way that I kind of process that emotion could be through writing a song. Um, with writing for someone specifically or writing for a project, um, at first it felt so uh, calculated or gosh, how am I going to sit down and just crank something out? Or how can I just make inspiration strike? Um, but what I discovered and now what is such a fun practice for me is really like finding the way in to this character or this person and figuring out what is going on in that person's point of view um, or in their circumstances that could be musicalized. Like, where is the drama? Where is the narrative? And, and what part of it can I relate to as a person where I can kind of draw out um, a melody or a theme or a lyric that takes it to this other level? And now, at first, that felt really intimidating and really just different from my personal process. But now I find it really uh, an exciting challenge. And 
Jessica and I went back and forth uh, several times on a couple of the songs where I present something and she'd say, oh, it's almost there, but just this, this needs this different. And, you know, I had never experienced that before when you're just writing for yourself, you know, you're in charge of what the final draft is. <laughs> um, and I learned, I learned to love that though. I learned to have more grace on myself for, okay, you know, you can have rough draft after rough draft after rough draft, and it ends up being totally worth it in the end, uh, going through that process until you find the perfect fit. What, what have you brought from that process to your performance as Carol? Because a lot of times, at least in the, from having seen the show multiple times now, um, she would write a song and then they'd be like, oh, it's going to go to this person or it's going to go to this person. And that really wasn't part of her calculus when she was writing the song. But now that you've kind of gone through these experiences of writing songs for yourself and for others, are you able to kind of take any of that knowledge or expertise that you've gained from that work and bring it into your performances, Carol? Oh, for sure. I mean, she has a lot of scenes where she's having to present something um, that she's worked really hard on or that she doesn't feel quite sure about. Um, and gosh, I can just totally relate to that feeling of walking into a room of important people and just hoping that your creativity uh, struck the right chord in the room. Um, and, you know, she deals a lot with even uh, towards the second half of the show, a little bit of like stage fright and performing her own music. And, you know, I've had my own battle with uh, anxiety like that um, when it comes to performing my stuff and putting it out there in the world and gosh, just r revealing this thing that feels so personal and intimate and having people that don't know you at all, you know, criticize you or, or review you, even if it's positive, you know, just that feeling of like having to expose um, this thing that you have, have poured your heart into. Um, there's several scenes like that that feel very close to home uh, with Carol's journey and with my journey. Do you find that that type of anxiety is more prevalent in shows where you're playing a character or when you were doing your own stuff, a little bit of both one over the other? Like, do you approach those two things differently or does, I guess, to kind of uh, somewhat relate it back to walking with bubbles, like does your brain analyze those two performance situations differently? I think, yes, for sure. I think there is something different about when it's your own work. Um, because when you're playing a character, you know, obviously your performance can get critiqued, but at the end of the day, you're saying the words on the page. Um, but then when the words on the page are yours, uh, that has just a different level of ownership over it. Um, that just has that inevitable, uh, you know, nervousness and trepidation that comes with it of just, you know, and, and art is so subjective. So, you know, you're putting your work out there, hoping that uh, people will have a great opinion of it, but knowing that at the end of the day, you know, you have to release it and know that some people are going to love it and some people are going to hate it. And that certainly helps me uh, with any kind of nerves I feel as an actor as well. It's like, you know what? I have to be authentic to my version of this story, to my version of this character. Is it going to be everyone's uh, Tony award-winning performance? No, but uh, to be true to my interpretation and trust that um, I'm doing the best work that I can do, I think uh, is certainly what I have to come back to instead of relying on um, that audience feedback. I think 
as as anyone in the arts, I mean, performer, writer, director, you're constantly at the mercy, or you can be feeling like you're at the mercy of just other people's approval. And I think that's something I have been over the last year or two, just really wrestling with and trying to kind of just shake off is like, gosh, that is not something I want to bow down, down to and feel stuck uh, with. Um, I don't want to live for just other people's or the audience's approval. I want to do this for myself, you know? Yeah. One of the things that we see in beautiful is how important support is uh, for Carol, whether that is friends or family, obviously going through any process in the arts and putting a show on takes a lot of people to kind of prop us all up. But as somebody who backs goes back and forth between acting and performing other people's work and doing your own and presenting it and writing it for other people to do, how important is having friends, uh, you know, to kind of borrow some of the the most famous lyrics from a Carol King song? Like, how yeah. important is that for you throughout whatever process it is that you are you are taking on? You know, it's so funny. That's such a good question. I I have said this before, and I will say it again for your listeners. I think community is something that is so underrated in my generation, especially people that are in New York and going after a dream or part of just that New York, like hustle culture um, community is so underrated. And we think that we can just do it all ourselves. Um, that we're just good on our own and we can just go as far as we need to and focus with these blinders on. But I really, really have learned, um, especially I think, you know, after we all went through COVID and just all that isolation, it's like, gosh, we do really need people. You need your people around you to ground you um, and uplift you when you are, when you need uplifted. Um, so yes, that has certainly been important to me. Um, my circle of friends in New York, um, who a lot of are not in the business. <laughs> um, and, you know, which is kind of nice in a way that they kind of just have this outside perspective um, and insight that they can offer um, and my family, of course, who I get to be with down here, who has just been so intertwined with my journey um, as an artist over the last, you know, decade. And of course, growing up, you know, I, I call my mom almost every day <laughs> or at least text mm-hmm. her every day um, when I'm in New York. And just having that like sounding board and voice of reason sometimes when you're just sort of in that chaos or that downward spiral of of whatever is going on um, is super important. Yes. Yes. You, you mentioned earlier that like when you were in college, there weren't really the opportunities to hear pop music or rock music in, in musical theater nearly as much. And that's kind of where you cut your teeth, even in addition to the musical theater stuff. So when you are, running errands or in the car or just commuting to and from something, what type of music do you listen to? (laughs) Uh, That's a good question. Um, I always tell people, but honestly, I tell people I'm the worst when it comes to listening to like new music. I have like my standbys (laughs) that I just always listen to. And one of those is definitely Sarah Bareilles. Uh, She has been a huge inspiration for me as a songwriter um, and I get compared to her all the time, which I take as a massive compliment because uh, I think she's extremely smart um, and talented. So I love her music. Um, I do love just that all that 70s, like folk rock uh, era, uh, Carly Simon, Joni Mitchell and the Carol stuff. 
um, that's all super fun for me. I just actually did a 70s uh, cabaret show last year on the other coast of Florida. And it was so fun seeing that type of music. I love, I love that stuff. But definitely Sarah Brellis uh, is up there. Emily King as well. Huge fan. Madison Cunningham. Those are my girls. Yeah. Uh, over at uh, Florida Studio Theater, right? You did the show over there? Yes. Yes. That's right. Very cool. So uh, I'll wrap this up because I, I don't know if you have to get back to rehearsal uh, or whatever. But for folks who at this point, I can't imagine there are very many people listening to this that aren't familiar with either Carol King or Beautiful. But this <laughs> show is getting started just after the first of the year. Yeah. Why is this the show that people want to kick off 2024 with? What about Beautiful, the Carol King musical is perfect to get their new year going on the right foot. Oh yeah. I think that this show leaves you as an audience member with just a sense of wanting to be your authentic self and finding your voice and just the courage that we get to see this young woman develop um, and just go from, you know, what really is a shy uh, self-deprecating teenager who's wildly talented to really finding her voice, um, standing her ground in a turbulent and topsy-turvy uh, marriage and relationship, and ultimately, you know, finding her voice and standing on stage with pride at this beautiful um, album that she's created that now is completely iconic, Tapestry. Um, I think that that that's a great way to start the year, just with that inspirational, uh, joyous ending at the end um, is definitely a way that I would want to kick off my new year with courage. And uh, yeah. Is is that your favorite I guess, song or moment to sing in the show? Or is do you have a are you able to pinpoint one favorite only a week or so into rehearsal? You know, everyone keeps asking me that. <laughs> I think I answer it differently every day. We haven't finished blocking Act 2 yet, so I can't give my real answer. But so far, I think actually my favorite song to sing is the very top of the show. I get to sing So Far Away, which is probably Carol's most listened to uh, mm -hmm. song, at least on Spotify. Uh, <laughs> I love singing that number. But, you know, it does. The show does end after curtain call with I Feel the Earth Move, which is such a jam. And I actually personally do that one in my concerts all the time. So oh, that will certainly feel fun to end the show with. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out to chat with us. I can't wait to see the show in a couple weeks and uh, enjoy the time in Florida, not only with hopefully a, a little bit better weather than in New York, but also with family yeah. as well. <laughs> thank you so much.